49 degrees, so we're now under 50. We put the temperature of the air and the water on the door every week. I'm out here, our coldest, I think we've gotten down to about 33, maybe. I think maybe we got below freezing once. It, uh, water freezes at a lower temperature when it's salt water. So, yeah, I've swam in snowstorms with three feet of snow on the ground out here, which is, which is great, out here in Coney Island. This is Brenna Tucker. She's the Senior Manager of Innovation at Brooklyn Public Library. And on a cold Sunday afternoon in November, she took us to a packed building in the New York Aquarium. 30 to 40 people were gathered, changing into their swimsuits and catching up with friends that they hadn't seen all week. It was the weekly meeting of the Coney Island Polar Bear Club. You might know the Polar Bear Club from the annual New Year's Day Plunge, which is happening today. Last year, about 3,800 people ran into the freezing water, watched by about 30,000 spectators. I feel like I would just be one of the the spectators. Spectators, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But the club isn't only a New Year's thing. It operates every Sunday from November to April. And we were curious, what compels these people from all across the city, and some from even out of state, to travel to Coney Island every week and dip their bodies in the freezing ocean? Definitely something I'm not brave enough to do. So as people were getting ready to head out onto the winter beach, we asked them. And because it's the new year today, and a new decade in fact, we wanted to let you dive into their stories with us. Hi, I'm Dennis Thomas. I'm president of the Coney Island Polar Bear Club. The group was founded in 1903 by Bernard McFadden. Um, he changed his name from Bernard to Bernard because it sounded more masculine. Bernard! He was a real early supporter of healthy lifestyle, you know, physical culture. I believe he was vegetarian. and built a bunch of health camps around the country. And so the club has been here pretty much ever since, as far as we can tell. We average 80, 90 each week. When I first started, it was maybe 18. And for some reason, it's grown a lot. Uh, We're turning people away because we can't accommodate everyone in the space we use here at the aquarium. I never thought that would happen. That's, That's really strange. My name is Elliot Reed. I loved swimming ever since I was a kid, going to the ocean, grew up uh, in uh, um, Odessa, Ukraine, and my mother always took us out to the you know, Black Sea. Here, once I was introduced to this incredible community, um, I, you know, made a commitment, and I actually swim more during the winter months, uh, you know, from November to April, as we do every Sunday, than during the summer. Being a you know, straight-edge vegan myself, it's very difficult in the world that accepts animal exploitation as the norm. Uh, coming here, going to water, it does help me uh, straighten my mental fortitude and stay convicted um, and continue my activism. I had a deathly fear of the open water. Yes, so this is a journey for me. This is part of my journey to really get used to the water and everything like that. So I come all the way from Manhattan, from the Upper West Side, because it's so worth it. <laughs> Growing up, I, I came to this country when I was three years old, and I never came out here to swim. Um, and I tell everyone now that people should go into the beach, go to the beach and swim more in the waters. I never thought of New York as being a beach swimming kind of uh, area, but it is. 
Okay, my name is Naum Barash. Uh, I am in the United States almost 30 years. And since I came in the United States, I started working, and then one lady told me, oh, there is a club over here, because I told her that I was swimming in the winter in Russia. She said, they have the same over here. I say, oh, give me, you know, information. And I love over here. I love people that coming here, uh, environment and beautiful, you know. And this is my friend. Also, he used to swim back in uh, Russia or Moldova. And now he and his wife swimming here and ask him. Oh, yeah. Enjoying too. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to swim in Moldova or Russia? Is it different? Коллектив здесь гораздо лучше. Обстановка дружественная. He said that environment over here much better. More people over there, maybe five, six people. Different nature, different. You know, he he enjoying even coming here, like I said. There, this is like, it's like being on a subway from the Bronx to Brooklyn. You get a little bit of everything. All different races, ethnicities, uh, religion, political background, dietary restrictions. We're all different. This is such a New York thing. My name is Michael Baglioni, uh, and I am a Coreano polar bear. This is, my, this is going to be my second year. Okay, so I was separated from my wife because she had... A, uh, an addiction to opioid uh, pain painkillers and I was living with my uncle in Staten Island and she had slowly started to become sober and the people I was living with I wasn't honest with them so I get thrown out of where I'm living on my very first swim and there was like this ripple effect that I didn't have a family at, the, at that point in time when I got thrown out so the polar bears became like a family What's funny is that I'm a police officer in this precinct. But what I can tell you is this, is that me being a police officer, me speaking openly about my wife's recovery, and me being a polar bear has kind of like put me on this path that, I mean, do you know any other cop that talks about their wife's drug addiction? This is the most authentic community policing I could ever think of. Because I'm a cop who will be in his underwear and then very matter-of-factly in a couple hours be in a uniform. Like, so now my wife has close to three years of sobriety from opioids, and the polar bears are still my family. And my real family, like, they're starting to come around. I, I love these people. I really do. I love these people. And they, they don't look at me. They, don't, they didn't see the destruction of active drug addiction. They just see the joys of recovery. And this is my recovery. The rain is wet up. Wouldn't want you all to get wet. No, no. At exactly 1 p.m., with everyone dressed in their bathing suits and robes, the group left the changing room and headed out onto the freezing beach. Some people had on flip-flops, some didn't have any shoes on at all. The rain had stopped, but it was still windy, gray and cold. It was the kind of weather you wouldn't want to get caught in without any gloves, let alone without any pants. Elliot, the straight-edge vegan we heard from earlier, was playing Eye of the Tiger from his boombox as one woman clad only in a bathing suit and a swim cap stepped quickly over the cold sand. What brings me here? Excitement. They all body tingle. My name is Jane Martin Laveau. Um, I came here for the first time, not on, not for the New Year's Day plunge, but on a Sunday, January 5th, 2014, was the one-year anniversary of my daughter's passing. She was killed in a violent car crash. 
the prior year, and I knew that she had done the plunge. So I came to check it out in her spirit. And I'm not even sure if she did it here, but I knew she had done it. And it's like, does this make Taking her with me, absolutely. Well, being in the water makes me feel connected to the entire planet. So everyone who has ever existed exists now or will exist in the future, I feel connected to. The polar bears ran into the water. Most waded in up to their waist or necks and stood in a circle holding hands. Some took a few laps. At one point, the group started a chant. After about 10 minutes, the bears started to come out of the water. They were all smiling. Some of them were shivering, and everyone was dripping water onto the sand. This is the best part, in my opinion, uh, because all my muscles relax once I'm in there, surprisingly. Yeah. And so I come out, and my the tension in my neck is gone, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I just feel more relaxed. As soon as I go under to my neck and I catch my breath, that's where I'm. it's the meditative part of it, because it knocks the wind out of you when you get in there. You hear us like hoo, hoo, doing all these kind of grunts and polar bear noises. That's not because we like the noise, it's because we're trying to catch our breath. When you finally calm and like you can be present in the moment, that's the best part. I don't know, Ajua, this is sort of tempting me to try the polar bear plunge. What about you? Um, no. <laughs> But I did really enjoy hearing how the polar bear plunge has really changed people's lives. I know. I wasn't expecting it to get so meditative. It's beautiful. Well, from all of us here at BPL, we are wishing you calm in the new year and a refreshing plunge in cold water, if that's your style. As always, Borrowed is hosted by me, Adra Ducey, and Krista Corbett-Cavores. It's produced and written by Virginia Marshall, with help from Fritzi Bodenheimer, Jennifer Prophet, Merle Friedman, and Robin Lester-Kenton. Our music composer is Billy Libby. And we've got historic photos of the Coney Island Polar Bear Club from its early days in our Brooklyn Collection archive, so we've put a link to some of those in our show notes at bklynlibrary.org slash podcasts. So in the new year, you should try something new. Why not come into our libraries, take a book off a shelf, and start planning an adventure? Bard has some exciting things coming up in 2020. Um, we'll be at the Brooklyn Podcast Festival on Sunday, January 26th at Union Hall, talking about our favorite books of 2019. The event is free. Check out our website for information on how to reserve your spot. We hope to see you there. Until next time, stay cool, polar bears. <laughs>